Welcome to the Healing with Meg podcast. The mission is women's optimal health. We'll be focusing mainly on skin issues from a holistic perspective, along with all things women's health, with solo episodes, guest experts, Q&As, and more. Let's get right into the episode. Welcome to the Healing with Meg podcast. This is episode six, and today we're talking all about the five mistakes that I made trying to heal my skin that you might be making too. So this is episode number six and we're on, I'm recording this on the 22nd of January 2022. It's cold here. I'm sat with a cup of tea. I have a couple of jumpers on and I'm just getting really, really cozy. I just did some alternate nostril breathing. That is my favorite kind of deep breathing. And I'm excited to talk about this particular, these particular mistakes that I made. I have realized through many, many years now that a part of my life path is to try a lot of things and to make mistakes and fail and then succeed and then report that back to people. That is just a part of my life path. So this is a great example of this. Uh, And just what have I been doing this week before we get into the episode? Um, Me and Paul went to Malham Cove. So this is where a scene from Harry Potter was filmed. So in, in the Harry Potter film, The Deathly Hallows, they filmed this scene on top of Malham Cove. And it's such a cool place. It has the most interesting energy. Uh, So we went up there. It it was quite a walk to get up there and Paul had to literally push me some of the way because I got so tired. And I don't know if you like human design, but in human design, you can find out your own. If you know your exact birth time, you can find out what human design you are. Paul is a generator and I am a projector. So he tends to have a lot of energy. And for me, I I really don't. I, I struggle with my energy. Uh, so yeah, it was funny him literally pushing me up the hill because I just got so tired. I'd already been, you know, really busy that day. So I was tired. Uh, but yeah, it was worth it when we got up there. It was really really beautiful and I am a huge Harry Potter fan. I remember uh, when I was a kid how exciting it was when a new Harry Potter book was coming out. Um, It was honestly so much anticipation and I used to get the book as soon as it came out and I would read it within a couple of days and I've pretty much, I've read all the Harry Potter books so many times and watched the films So yeah, for any fellow Harry Potter lovers out there, you should go visit Malham Cove in uh, in Yorkshire. And it's actually not too far away from where we live. It's in it's in North Yorkshire, and that's where we live. So if you are in Yorkshire, or if you do visit England, could be worth uh, coming to Yorkshire and visiting. It's such a it's a really cool place. Uh, So. I guess let's get into the episode. So the first mistake that I try to make, and bearing in mind this was over, you know, this has been over a 15 year period, okay. So the first mistake I made when trying to heal my acne 
was trying to eliminate too many foods. And I wrote, I wrote these down here and I've put food fear in big letters. Food fear. I became so scared of food and I, I became a little bit obsessive to the point of where I went raw vegan. I very much, this was quite a few years ago, I very much got into the medical medium and I was on what I would have called at the time uh, a spiritual journey. And now looking back, I think I was just going a bit nuts, to be honest. But I became really fearful around the food I was eating. And because I had read so much of, of the medical medium, I was going to say propaganda, but that's not the right word. That's not what I mean. Some of the medical medium protocols seem to work really well for some people. Um, so there's nothing against medical medium work at all. It seems to work really well for some people, but it just didn't for me. So yeah, I went pretty much raw vegan and I'll tell you what I was eating because now I look back on this, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so unhealthy. So I would have like half a melon for breakfast and then the only thing I would eat throughout the day would be like salad and bits of fruit. Uh, I remember at this time I was working in an office um, and like for lunch, I'd, I'd, I'd have more melon. I'd have like pieces of melon, pieces of, it was all like fruit because I was so scared of eating anything that had even oil in or salt in or anything like that because I just... I'd gone down this rabbit hole of feeling like all that stuff is so bad for you. And so, yeah, I was eating a lot of fruit. I was barely eating any cooked food because I was, I was too scared to use oil. So I'd sometimes have like sweet potato, um, but like I wouldn't use oil to cook it in, you know, to bake it in. And um, that was a real big mistake that I made. I I did that for quite a while. Um, I was going down this path. Um, and oh, this is a time as well that I was having celery juice every single day. I, I did the whole celery juice thing for over a year. I would have a pint of celery juice every day. And I would have smoothies, uh, wild blueberry smoothies. And now I look back on this, I'm like, none of this was working for me, but I kept going and doing it anyway. My, my skin was actually getting worse and worse and uh, my periods were not good either. And I actually lost so much weight. I didn't even realize it at the time, but I went, I actually went down to seven stone, which is a very low weight for me, for my body, um, for my height. Seven stone is very, very low. Um, that was not a good weight for me at all. And quite a few people actually commented and saying, um, like you look, your face looks a lot thinner and you could see my bones a bit more. And, um, I don't know. I, I didn't realize how bad it was at the time, but actually I, I ended up really quite skinny and that's not a good thing. I know I mean, at least if you were brought up in the 90s like I was, being skinny was like such a popular thing. But being skinny, it's it's not necessarily a good thing. Um, some people call it being skinny fat. If you are super thin, but you have no absolutely no muscle and your me metabolic health is not that good. 
So, yeah, I... My skin was getting worse and worse, and I remember at one point I almost lost my period. So I, I, I remember one month I had, it was a super light period, and this is not a good thing. I know in some circles on the internet, people think this is a good thing when you lose your period. It's not. Uh, your period is a sign of health, having a good period um, and a healthy cycle, healthy ovulation is a really good sign that that your body's in really good working order. So yeah, I um, lost my period, almost lost my period. It wasn't like full on, it disappeared. And the reason uh, that happens is because if you think about it, if your body feels like it's starving or in that starvation mode, it's signaling danger. It's, it's, it's signaling that you are not safe. So it makes sense that your body would shut down certain processes like your period, like ovulation. Because if you think about it, if you're in your fertile years, your body is set up to get pregnant. But if you sense danger, if you're in a dangerous environment, if you are starving, if you have nutritional deficiencies, your body is so clever that it knows, okay, this is not a good time for me to get pregnant. This is not a good time for me to conceive because I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough nutrients to support that pregnancy or to support your period um, or ovulation. So it shuts down that part, that process within your body. So that's what was happening with me. And like I say, all the while my skin was getting worse and I was just really fearful around food and it's so miserable. And I remember at one point, I felt so shaky. There were, there were plenty of times through this period of, of when I was eating like that, I felt so shaky and unbalanced and I felt like I was going to fall over. And it was kind of worrying, but I didn't know, because I'd gone so far down that path of thinking that eating fruit and raw veganism and medical medium protocol was like the thing that you should be doing. I kind of, I guess, gaslit myself and was in denial myself that actually I wasn't doing too well. So yeah, that was the number one mistake I made. And also I would mention doing the celery juice and having the smoothies, whilst that can work really well for some people, in particular the smoothies, they were ice cold because I used to put um, frozen blueberries in there. So it was an ice cold smoothie. So if we look at this from the perspective of Ayurveda or even traditional Chinese medicine, and we look at this, you're having this ice cold smoothie that is not necessarily a good thing for women's health. And that's actually one reason why I don't have smoothies anymore. I definitely wouldn't have a smoothie with ice in. I never drink super cold drinks now or have ice or anything like that for this reason, because I think especially depending on the climate you live in, this is also really important. Taking someone else's diet that lives in a super hot country, a, a tropical climate, is very, very risky, I guess, because if if you live in the UK like I do, and most of the time it's cold, it's damp, it's rainy, even in the summer, I mean, it does get hot, but compared to other countries, it's nothing. Eating for your climate and your environment is really, really important. And 
making sure you are getting enough food is really important. So yeah, so that was that was a big mistake for me. Eliminating far too many foods to the to the point where I felt like I was only allowed to eat fruit. Food fear. It's not it's not good and I don't recommend that. Okay, so on to the next one. Number 2, the mistake that I made was using chemical peels every other day. Now I know if you are maybe an esthetician or um someone who does facials or something like that, you will probably shudder at the idea of me doing chemical peels every other day. But at the time, I um I found this company, I won't name I will it's a small company. Um and I do like the company, but um their instructions were to do the peel every other day. And it wasn't like a super strong peel. One of them was a salicylic acid peel that you you use this special brush and you brushed it onto your uh, skin. Um, and then the other one was a glycolic acid. I want to say it was like a 10% glycolic acid mixture, which is really quite strong to do every other day. So I was following the instructions of the company and they said to do it, um, you know, every other day, a few times a week. And because the first time I did it, I got such good results because my skin felt incredibly soft. And I felt like my skin was clearing up a little bit when I did this too. Um, especially, you know, with the salicylic acid. It worked initially and it felt really good. My skin felt so smooth and it looked so much smoother. It got that um, really kind of shiny look to it which is actually not necessarily a good sign because it means you have stripped your skin. So yeah, I was doing this every other day and I know a lot of you will know what happened over time was that my skin just got worse and damaged. And I believe a lot of the scarring that I have now and a lot of the redness I have now is from when I was doing that because I did that for ages and ages. I was doing it for... I don't even know, is it like six months or something? Maybe even longer than that. And I kept, even though my skin was getting worse, I kept trying to carry on with it because I thought, well, it worked at first, so why is it not working now? So yeah, I damaged my poor skin. My skin barrier was non-existent. My skin was super sensitive. And also, at that time, I wasn't wearing sunscreen, so as most of you will know, if you're using any kind of chemical peel, retinol, if you're, if you're doing anything that's quite intense on your skin, you really should be using some kind of sunscreen. A mineral sunscreen would be great uh, just to protect your skin and to avoid uh, hyperpigmentation, sun damage, all of that. Uh, but I wasn't doing that. So I believe my skin is still a bit damaged from that. It's definitely a lot better, but uh, yeah, using chemical peels every other day is not good. I would actually recommend that using, if you're going to do a chemical peel, use the more gentle ones, maybe like a mandelic acid or even a lactic acid and use the lowest percentage possible and maybe do it once a month, not even once a month, once every few months. I guess you have to work out what's best for you because although my skin cannot tolerate the chemical peels very much, maybe your skin can, you know. I don't know what kind of 
skin you have going on. So maybe it's fine for you, but for me, that was a bad idea. And I really avoid anything like that now. I don't do anything like that. So moving on to the third one, the third mistake that I made was doing an intense detox without doing all the groundwork. So there are benefits to doing detoxes, special protocols, they can be amazing. But doing an intense detox without doing all the foundational stuff that you need to do first is not the best idea. So I'll tell you what I did. I went all in and did, I did a parasite cleanse, or at least I started to do a parasite cleanse. This was quite a few years ago. But at that point, I didn't understand about elimination pathways, detoxification pathways. I didn't understand that actually doing a parasite cleanse is really intensive for your body. It takes a lot, it puts a lot of strain on your body. And there are certain things you need to do beforehand that if you don't do, the parasite cleanse can actually kick up a lot of stuff and make things worse. And what I found from doing my uh, parasite cleanse was I got really anxious. I had a little bit of a breakdown. Uh, my skin got worse again. I had acne, cystic acne popping up on my cheeks where I'd never had it before. And I was gutted with that. I was so disappointed with that. And you know, another thing I did with when I was doing the parasite cleanse is they gave you dosage instructions. So if you were sensitive, they would say, okay, do two capsules per day. If you were advanced, they say, I think it was like, I don't know, like eight capsules a day. Well, me being me, I tend to go all in on things. I went straight to the advanced, even though I had never done a parasite cleanse before, I had never done anything like this before, I decided to go all in. And bearing in mind, this was around the same time that I was uh, liking medical medium and it was the same time I was uh, eating a lot of just fruit and you know, I was losing weight. So yeah, I went all in on the advanced dosage of this particular parasite cleanse. Such a bad idea. I, can't, I, I remember I emailed uh, the company and I was like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm experiencing all these things. And they emailed me back. They were really good. It's a really good company. Um, I won't say which one because I feel like because I had a bad experience, I don't want to say they're bad products because they're not, they're excellent products. It was a way I was using them. So I the company got back to me and said, okay, you need to take your dosage right down to the smallest dosage possible and you need to drink lots of water, you know, make sure you've got bowel movements and all this stuff that I now fully understand. And looking back, I'm like shocked at, uh, at what I did to my poor body. Anyway, I feel like it took a long time for me to recover from doing that. I, I really do. So yeah, if you are going to do something like a parasite cleanse, which can be really, really helpful if you sus suspect uh, parasites, and um, if you are interested in doing 
the intense detoxification, I do recommend Dr. Jess, Dr. Jess MD on Instagram. She has resources on that. Moving on to the fourth mistake that I made. So this is more of a, a mind one, but I think it's definitely worth noting. So I've put coming from a place of self-hate and frustration. Nothing good comes from hating your body. So this is a mistake I made. I was coming all these years, 15 years, over 15 years, I was coming from a place of bitterness, hate, frustration at my body for giving me acne. I was so annoyed that my body would give me acne and I didn't understand why and I was just so mad at my body. That is not a good place to come from and as I've said many times to you all, when I had that change in perspective and I may, I had this realization, this light bulb moment where I was like, I don't want to hate myself anymore. I really want to make my intention self-acceptance. And that's it. I want to make my intention self-acceptance. Forget about my intention for clear skin. I just want self-acceptance. I want to like myself more and be kinder to myself. So as soon as I did that, things changed for me. Things took a big, that was such a big turning point for me. And I know it might sound spiritual to some people, but it really was a turning point. So yeah, coming from a place of self-hate is just not a good place to come from. Whether it is like you're wanting to lose weight or whatever it may be, it's, it's fine to want to lose weight. It's fine to want to have clear skin. That's perfectly normal to want that. But when you're coming from this place of hating the skin you're in, hating the body that you're in, it doesn't feel good to your body and your body knows that. Your body can feel that hate. If you look at it from an energetic level, if you're into that, an energetic level, a frequency level, that's not a nice place to come from. And you have to remember, if, you're, if you do experience chronic acne, you have to look at chronic acne as a symptom. It's not that your body hates you. It's not that your skin hates you. That chronic acne is a symptom of something going on deeper within the body. So your body's doing the best it can. It's doing the best it can with what it has. It's doing the best it can with the environment that you're in, the environment within the body. It's doing the very best it can. So you have to remember that. Okay, number five is relying on conventional doctors and pills and outsourcing my power. Now, I believe it's fine if you want to go on a birth control pill, Accutane antibiotics, and you want to rely on your con conventional doctor, that's absolutely fine. That's fine. But it is important to be aware of when we are outsourcing all of our power to someone else who doesn't always have our best interests at heart. So let me explain this. When I first got acne, I immediately went to the doctors with my mum and I 
I literally outsourced all my power for about 15 years. I went to doctor, conventional doctors. I, over the years, I must have seen over 10 different conventional doctors um, over the years. And they each gave me different pills, so the birth control pill, uh, the antibiotics, different topicals and things like that. I never went on Accutane, but that was an option. It was an option that I could have done. So for the longest time, I thought that they knew better than me. I thought that, okay, they've been to medical school, they're so clever, they must know my body better than me, I don't know why this is happening, I just want to get rid of it, and the birth control pill, for example, I was on it for 10 years, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna use that and do that and stay on it. There were a few times where I wanted to come off it, but I was scared of my skin flowering back up, so I just stayed on it. Um, that was a, a good example of me giving all of my power away, because the truth is, I've lived in my body my whole life. I've lived in my body for nearly 32 years. I know my body better than anyone. I know the experiences that I've been through. I know how my body feels internally. I know how my body feels when I exercise. I know my health history. In the UK, when we have doctor's appointments, we literally have uh, 10 minute doctor appointments. Um, and yes, we do have the NHS, which is a, it's a free healthcare service, which is so amazing. So grateful for that. But we do have a 10 minute appointment with our doctors. And usually it's a lot shorter than that because they are so short on time. I feel for them so much. They are so short on time. There's no way they can take a full health history with you. There's no way that they can go through your diet, go through your exercise, go through um, your gut health, go and run all these tests. They just can't do it. They don't have the time. They don't have the resources. They don't have the support to do that. They just can't do it. They're not, the system is not set up for them to do that. So although the doctors are great and clever, they're just, the system is not set up for them to really help you from a root cause perspective. So what I was taught from culture, from our culture, from media, from school, is that whenever something was wrong with your body, whenever you got a sniffle, an ache, a pain, a rash, uh, whatever, it was straight to the doctors and whatever pill they could give you. And if they didn't give you a pill, it was like, oh, but I wanted a pill. <laughs> so I don't think we can blame it all on the doctors and the system. I think we have to take res responsibility for ourselves and realize that there are downfalls in the conventional medical system. There are downfalls within that system when it comes to chronic issues, okay? When it comes to acute issues when it comes to um, emergencies and things like that, incredible. But when it comes to chronic acne, when it comes to certain autoimmune issues or, I don't know, any chronic issues, like whatever it may be, there isn't a root cause approach and there are many things that are not looked at. So we end up on a pill as a band-aid and that's just what we do and yeah we could we could blame it all on the doctors we could blame it all on the system 
But actually, I think a big part of this is deciding that I'm going to take responsibility for my health, actually. And I could put the blame on other people. I could outsource all my power to someone else, to someone that I think is more clever than me. But what I have realized, and especially, you know, over these past two years with the pandemic, there are a lot of clever people that have their own agendas or they work for companies that have their own agendas and they are biased and they may not necessarily be giving you advice with your best interests at heart. And it it may not even be something that they realize they are doing. I, I honestly don't even think, I think a lot of this with the pandemic, I know a lot of people think there's this maleficent evil kind of energy going around and it, that is down to evil people. I actually don't think that. I think what's happened is there's a lot of people that think they are doing the right thing and giving the right advice, but they're letting themselves, they're outsourcing their own power and they're letting themselves be, I can't think of the word, letting themselves be swayed, I guess, and caught up in certain propaganda, I guess. So I've seen a lot of that over the past couple of years with the simple fact that certain information that could really help people to heal from the virus being suppressed. And just honestly, the most simplest thing, like talking about vitamin C, um, people being suppressed talking about vitamin C, which absolutely blows my mind. And even before the pandemic, this has been going on way, way, way before. This this has been going on for decades, the suppression of certain information. Um, and just as an example, certain words I'd like, I don't even know if I can say here because then will this get flagged up somewhere? I don't know. But the words natural immunity, for example, you're now not allowed to mention natural immunity which just honestly blows my mind that we can't talk about these things. So my point here, I've gotten off track, but my point here is a mistake I made was relying on pills to solve issues in my body, relying on these, this medication that I thought was fixing my body when in actual fact it wasn't fixing it, it was just a band-aid, it was a cover-up. And it's fine if, if people want to do that, that's absolutely fine. But I just realized that for me, that's not actual genuine healing. And actually from taking things like the birth control pill, I had a whole, uh, I had a ton of side effects from taking it. The good thing about healing holistically, one of the, one of the really good things is that there aren't negative side effects you feel better, you have more energy, and there aren't negative side effects. Like when you're taking the pill, depletes certain nutrients, it can um, disrupt your gut microbiome, it can have all sorts of impacts on your, your mental health and things like that. When you are healing more holistically, for example, using food as nourishment, 
that can only make you feel better. There are no downsides to using food as a nourishment, as one example. So just to recap the five mistakes I made, number one was the fear of every single food apart from fruit. Number two was using chemical peels every other day. Number three was doing an intense detox without doing all of the groundwork. Number four was coming from a place of self-hate and frustration and anger, bitterness. And number five was relying on conventional doctors and pills and outsourcing my power completely rather than taking responsibility for my own body. So those are the five mistakes that I made. I know some of you will resonate with this. Please let me know if you do. If you haven't already got it, I have a freebie, which is a healing acne, anti-inflammatory foods, herbs, and spices. It's a PDF. It's a short PDF uh, that goes through anti-inflammatory foods, herbs, and spices. So if you want to get that, you can go to the link in my Instagram bio. I will also put the link in the show notes of this episode and you can get the freebie there. Um, Highly recommend that. And if you want to go even deeper in my shop, I have the Clear Skin Confidence Within 2.0 guide. So this is my, it's over 140 pages long. It's a PDF that goes into detail with healing acne from a holistic perspective. It's 25 pounds and you can get it on my website, uh, healingwithmeg.com forward slash shop. So I'll also put that link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support with the podcast. We've had over, I think 1,500 plays so far, which is incredible. And my aim is to just have these podcast episodes get better and better and more informative and have more and more guests on. Next week's podcast is going to be all about Hashimoto's. I have a guest next week, um, Sarah Kneebone. We're talking all about Hashimoto's, thyroid health and her journey with acne and pregnancy acne. So I will see you in next week's episode. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. And I would highly appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast. So, so helpful for me. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. Bye, everyone.